This week on the Audio Podcast, episode 78, RPM and CTL, Adam Yansh returns. Woohoo! Scott's here, Sam's here. We have guests, Mark Towers and Julian Bell, to talk about Creative Technology Live. There's news, there's other, and also there's plunder. All this and more on this week's The Audio Podcast. Calm down there. It's Monday the 12th of November. That makes it audio podcast time. Fantastic stuff. Um, I'm Scott Hewitt. As always, I'm joined by... Samuel Freeman. Hello. We also have the return of the... Hello. Hello. It's been a few weeks, but I am back in non-visual form. (laughs) And as well as Adam, uh, we have two guests. If you'd like to introduce yourselves, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I'm Mark Towers. I'm a certified Ableton trainer. I'm just on the show to talk about the upcoming event. Hello, I'm Julien Bail uh, from uh, France. Uh, as you can uh, uh, listen, my uh, French accent. And uh, I, um, I am an Ableton certified trainer too. And... Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll drive a um, a workshop about visuals and uh, and music and sounds. Awesome. Hello. <laughs> awesome stuff. So let, if we get straight to it, we like to when we have guests, we like to get straight to it with them and then to not take up too much of their evening. But uh, the reason you guys have joined us is to just tell us a little bit more about Creative Technology Live, which the audio podcast is um, is kind of covering. Um, now that's in Leicester on November the twenty fourth. That's right. And could you tell us a little bit about the event? Uh, who, who's it? Who would it be of interest to? What's it about? What, what's the purpose of it? Okay, the uh, the event is for anyone who's interested in not just in Ableton Live, but in uh, music production, live performance. So it ranges from people just getting into it, who are possibly looking at getting into making music, performing, but also people who are already using it. So there's workshops ranging from um, intro to intermediate, right through to advanced stuff. Um, yeah, anyone who's got an interest in that kind of field, really. Awesome, awesome stuff. And um, is this this is the first time that the the kind of conference, the events happened? Is... Um, for the Ableton, it is. Where we did one. Well, Sean, who's out running it with me, did one last year, which was uh, same thing, but for Max MSP, uh, which was very successful. Um, uh, so this is a very similar format, but focusing on Ableton Live with bits of Max MSP and Max for Live thrown in as well. Awesome, so cool. So, cool. could you could could you say a little bit more about the kind of workshops that are available then? Who you know, what, what kind of topics are going to be covered? Okay, yeah, uh, we've got um, we've got around six uh, Ableton trainers coming. Julian being uh, one of them. Um, Myself, I'm doing a workshop on synthesis and sound design. Um, we've got people doing stuff like how to make your own drum racks. Um, some doing more introduction into Ableton, like how to actually get started, how it all works. Um, and then people are doing like live stuff as well, integrating it with visuals. And then, Julian, maybe you want to talk about your workshop? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to, to talk about my, uh, my own uh, creation and my own um, uh, work about uh, visuals and uh, sounds. And uh, yeah, I'd like to, to introduce uh, some projects I am um, uh, currently doing, making and uh, designing uh, about um, 
soundscapes uh, on the part and uh, on another part, uh, all uh, things related to visuals. And um, I'd like to to explain a little bit more uh, about uh, the, the my my own design, uh, how I can uh, um, uh, link uh, sounds and visuals, and uh, I am in my first part of uh, artistic research about um, visuals um, driven by sounds and. Uh, Probably I'll uh, I will um, um, work about the uh, the opposite uh, way uh, in the future, and uh, yeah, uh, I'd like to talk about Max MSP and uh, Max for Life, and um, how I can grab some data from music and sounds, and uh, I, uh, how can I uh, how I can use those data to alter visuals and create visuals. So this will be about that. And uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, we'll have fun. <laughs> sounds, very, uh, so sounds very interesting there. Sorry, Sam, I thought you had a question or something. So was a... Sorry, I, I did, but I also, yeah, anyway, I'll, I'll save. Well, I just opened one of the links, so I was still kind of like reading ahead, and it made a big noise in my head at this exact moment. Um, yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, I think I'm thinking about it. What? Uh, I bail. I, I quit. <laughs> Sam, that was terrible. That was that was the worst moment in the world. That that was truly terrible. So I'm going to quickly. <laughs> If I quickly run through some of the more practical bits, so it's uh, it's down in Leicester, November the twenty fourth. Um, yeah. It's ten pound for a full ticket, eight pound for a concession. Am I right? I'm right in thinking that you can attend three workshops as well. You can, yeah. Um, if you go onto the the website, I think we're you're going to have the link up at some point. Um, there's a there's a page for workshops, and there's quite a lot, and we're still adding some as we go. Um, how the day works out, we're still working on the timetable, but once you get a ticket, you'll be able to pick which workshops you want to do. So we've actually got um, we've got four venues, really, that we're working with. So there'll be three or four workshops going on at a given time. So you'll get to go to three or four workshops uh, throughout the day. Plus, there's lots of dropping things in between. Like We're trying to set up a bit of a, a clinic so people who are already using Ableton can come along and chat to a trainer, get a bit of feedback on something. So there'll be a... There'll be a room with some computers where people can come and try stuff out and, uh, yeah, just get a bit of a networking community um, type event on the go. Excellent stuff. That sounds, that sounds really, really interesting, really exciting. Um, I, I, I do a lot of work with, uh, with Max and with Live, so I, I, I guess cool. I know both parts of it, both parts of it very well. And I think it's, uh, it, it's nice for there, to be event to, for there to be an event like this. And I know it's something that I've recommended some of my, my students that they might want to go and check out pretty soon as well. So, um, Unless there's a kind of a sensible place to get to, it's you know in the middle of the country. So yeah, in the north of England, this isn't a trip to London. So there's no excuse. That's a, no. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm coming from France. <laughs> <It's> actually, <laughs> that's commitment. <laughs> that that is definitely commitment there. So the the, uh, the workshops look quite a, look interesting there. Um, yeah, there's some there's some great titles that are certainly of interest interest to me as well, and I think it'd be of interest to other people as well. 
So um, am I right in thinking, is it is it mainly host at the Phoenix Centre again? Or yeah. Who, who are the venues that you're working with on this one? Okay, uh, so the Phoenix, which is our base, uh, and they've got some really lovely uh, like digital cinema screens and a really nice cafe, so we're using that as the base. Uh, we've got um, a new venue called HQ, which is uh, everything is based around what's called now the Cultural Quarter in Leicester. So it's everything's within like five minutes of each other. So we've got yeah, HQ Galleries, which is a new community project studio and gallery. So we'll be in there during the day as well. And then we're also uh, a similar uh, venue uh, called Pedestrian, which and they're all within like yeah a couple of minutes of each other. Um, something else we're doing, which we've not put on the website yet, is at the end of the day, we're going to be doing like an event, like a jam at the HQ gallery. So everyone will end there. Uh, people will be encouraged to either, if they want to bring a laptop and have a jam, we'll have some of the trainers and some of the uh, local musicians um, having a bit of a jam and making some noise as well, which would be a nice way to end the day. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Now that sounds like a, a really great um a really great kind of trip out and it is just a single day isn't it as well so it, it is yeah yeah so um I, I guess just the, I, I feel we've covered most of the kind of territory about it um i see that ableton and focus right are kind of supporting it as well as the arts council and a few other yeah other kind of names so that's a, it's really cool that you've got some uh, there's some support there as well so i guess just the final bit is uh what time does it start that's a very good question because <laughs> it doesn't um, say <laughs> we yeah we, well yeah we're doing the timetable still um i'd say it's going to start at nine but the first workshop probably won't start till 10 so we just we envisage we'll need about an hour to get everyone in and do registration so I, i'd aim to be starting at nine and yeah first workshop at 10 awesome i could be wrong <laughs> <laughs> you you heard it here first without any guarantee of it being correct it's, it's the story of the audio podcast uh, the the audio podcast. Um, I know that I'm going to be there. I don't know which, however, whether Sam and Adam are or not, or you know, we we still haven't worked that out. But we'll be down there, and hopefully, we'll be doing some recordings and doing some interviews with people as well. I don't think we're going to play any games like last time. Are we going to play any games, Sam? We we haven't worked on it yet, have we? So no, this probably... this time that we might pull some together at the last minute, but it's no, it, it doesn't lean lean itself to the famous uh, Max Objects Pictionary. Gerards that we played last year. Maybe maybe it does. Maybe we could just play that again as Max for Life card might be there. That could be. Yes, maybe, maybe we could make it as a Max for Life object, which to play the game in in live. I don't know. That's a really bad idea. Oh no! I, I'll have a think. I'll see if there's a little puzzle. We can have a little. We could we could see if we can have a little game or something like that, which would be fun. And uh, we're, and we're obviously have our special week after that. So um. And no, I guess the final thing maybe is there just um, if people are interested in the kind of things that you're doing personally and stuff like that, is there a place that they could go and find out a little bit more about it? Or Julian, if they're interested in seeing the kind of work that you know that you're involved in directly for the the kind of workshops that you're running, is, is there some places you would maybe suggest they could go and see? I'm sorry, I uh, I guess I missed uh, something. <laughs> is there um? Just if people are interested in yourselves mm -hmm. and the kind of work you're going to be showcasing at the, you know, in in the kind of workshops, could you? Is there a link they can go and check out online or something like that? Yeah, yeah, I can provide you uh, some links and uh, maybe about my website um, or some example. Uh, I guess I I will uh, put my um, my slideshows uh, on the web uh, after after the workshop. In order to maybe to 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 dig a little bit more 
with uh, people would like to do that. Yeah. And uh, Mark, for yourself, is there anywhere that people can go if they want to see? Yeah, sure. There's a, there's a website. Um, I can send you the link if, if that's is that how we do it. Yeah, but you can say what it is. That's okay, uh, just marktowers.net. Excellent stuff, cool. Um, yeah, there's links on there to other things. Fantastic stuff. We're, we'll put all the links up at theaudiopodcast.co.uk in, in beside this show 78, so they're there so you can... You don't need to try and quickly write them or type them down or decipher them. You can just go link, go click on them later on. So That's nice to Well, uh, thanks a lot, guys. Um, I don't have any, any questions. I'm aware that Adam Yatch has been silent, so perhaps he has no questions as well, or maybe he does. <laughs> Sam, did you... Recover your question? Um, no, no, I think we... Uh, no, I didn't. I'll try it again. There we go. No, I did not. Excellent stuff. In which case, guys, um, th thank you very much for making the time to come and speak to us about our Creative Technology Live in Leicester on November the 24th. The audio podcast is going to be there, and we think everybody else should be there, otherwise they are square. And the square without rounded edges, which is a very max joke, but nonetheless is solid. It's cool. Uh, we're we're going to head into the news. If you guys want to hang around, you're more than welcome to. If you if you want in a bailout, then feel free to bail out at your leisure, as they say. Okay. But uh, so this is uh, the so audio podcast news. It's news, Sam. It is. Well, for the first news item, there's a good link because that was a conferency thing coming up, and here's a conferency thing gone by. This is um, the producers conference, which is the Propellerhead Reason thing that's been on tour. We mentioned it last week or perhaps the week before. And they've put up some videos from the Berlin session. And so I think there's four, there's four videos there. There's Make Music Now, Not Later Masterclass, a Mixing Workshop, Rack Extensions Masterclass, and a Genre-Specific Sound Design Masterclass. Um, yes, yeah, so there's about two and a half hours of video there if you're interested in such reasony propellerhead stuff. Fantastic, thanks. Uh, we, we have a two-part Apple story today, but let's do the first one, which is the adapters, and then we'll ask Adam about Apple. But first of all, um, first of all, in the world of adapters, um, after the Lightning adapter appearing, there is now a 30-pin adapter for the Lightning, which, which is just fantastic. I'm saying these are long-lost, bizarre, obscure Apple-only oh, required. I'm getting mixed up. I thought this was going to be a Thunderbolt. No, no, no. Uh, story, not a okay. I, lightning being the one that connects up to an iPhone. Yes. A new iPhone and and a, and a Mac Mini. Yes, we, we, I, I wish they'd separated the names. I wish they'd separated the names. It's like Lightning and Thunderbolt are from the same conceptual thing. They're just the sound and the the light version. Couldn't they have used a different thing to separate these two connectors? Because they're completely independent from each other. When you actually they're, use... they're both Apple and they're both new at this time, you know. So. People will say, "Remember when they, the thunder and the lightning things?" Nah. Yeah, but the thunderbolt yeah. is is more like USB. It's like something a bit more open. You know, other people are going to make thunderbolt things. Bizarrely, um, Adam, as you say that it's like USB. Um, apparently, the lightning adapter is USB two. That's oh, actually well. what it is. Only <laughs> USB two, though. It's not even USB three. Yeah, apparently that's actually what it is. So while there's a couple of extra pins on it, it's nonetheless essentially a USB two connector. Ah. It's kind of a kind of sad. How cool would it have been with like a Thunderbolt adapter on your iPhone? That would have shifted a lot of fifty foot cables, wouldn't it? <laughs> nah. Cynicism piling in there, actually. So while that is uh, that is you know. That is an adapter for uh, an over well, in my opinion, an overpriced phone. Um, 
Adam, you made an Apple purchase this week. I did. No, not this week. Um, but it, in the time I've been offline, um, yes, I did. And it was a, a, a direct result, or maybe not a direct result, an indirect result, my choice, of a uh, audio podcast um, recommendation, I suppose. I think, I think you, you mean Apple? We've been recommending our products, really? Uh, well, I think you recommended one Apple product over another Apple product. So I'm not sure if it counts so easily. Um, no, I, I'm now the owner of a Mini. Um, having realised that my uh, screenless MacBook from 2006 was gasping heavily um, whenever I was using it, I realised that a new computer was... Uh, uh, much required, and then of course you guys were talking about because of course they. I do. I remember recommending that now. Yeah. Yeah, and you, and you guys said, ah, well, don't forget the Mac Mini's still got a FireWire port on it uh, because the new iMacs have been completely rearchitected from the inside. They've obviously dropped the FireWire ports, and it's just Thunderbolt and USB. So uh, these new iMacs are the perfect transition computer. I remember when I when I when I mentioned that because I said that I, that was something I'm interested in. So, if um, how how much how much are they? Because I didn't look up. How much are they in the UK? Um, the one I went for is the quad core. Uh, I think it's quad core i7, which is the like middle base model, okay. uh, six hundred and seventy nine pounds. Uh, but you can also, of course, get a student discount if you're a student, um, and um, they. Can upgrade the the memory, the RAM in store. It's not soldered in, so um, that's an upgrade you can do in store. But you can also get more upgrade possibilities on the on that online system. So you can go up to like a 2.7 gig quad core, and you can get an SSD or a Fusion drive or all this kind of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, uh, a decent. Um, a decent little machine, um, and I haven't really taxed it at all yet on uh, using Logic, so um, it's got plenty more processor power than my old machine. Cool. Hey, thank you, the audio podcast. I actually just recommended as a piece of consultancy to a client to get a Mac Mini, put it in a pair of, put it in a pair of uh, rack ears, and then like with a, a half U rack, half size rack. And yeah. then to match that up with a with an ultralight, a Mark III ultralight, as a kind of digital mixer and recording, mm. as a digital mixer and a recording solution, because you could drive it, remote desktop it, use um, Osculator, uh, no, sorry, Touch OSC to drive the digital mixer part of it, and then remote desktop in to drive some audio session and actually record the audio coming in off the channels, and then you have, you can do, you know, uh, well, eight channel recording plus. Eight eight by eight mixing with the with the ultralight and have that in a small compact package. One one the probably the biggest problem I've had with this little computer is that it doesn't have grippy feet on the bottom. So if you put it on a desk, it doesn't really sit. It'll slide very easily on the desk. That's like the biggest problem I've had with it. And which, which isn't very big. And it probably doesn't have a lot of weight to it. They're not particularly heavy, are they? So well, no, no. I mean, because I mean, it's just uh, like a laptop. Mm. 
in a in a small box without screen. So yeah, I mean it's not very heavy, so it doesn't have much weight to keep it planted, but it also doesn't have like grippy feet on the bottom to keep it pl- kind of stuck in that position. So uh, mounting it in a rack would pr- m- might be difficult. Um, depends how you're going to fasten it onto. I know there's there's a tray uh, there's, or something. Uh, there are rack mounting kits available. Oh, especially for. Yeah. All those. Oh, very nice. So you can you, you can, should you put can... rack mounting kits link on the show notes at the audiopodcast.co.uk forward slash forward slash seventy eight, which is where listeners can find all of the notes pertaining to today's show. Fantastic. Now I have to admit that uh, <laughs> during the interview. Uh, I've, I've been feeling a bit tired today and I've got a little bit of a headache so I, I've moved on to the sofa so I'm now lying on my sofa and I can't see my screen so I, I don't know what's next <laughs> I, I was actually going to j- jump in because I actually bought something yesterday oh I, I bought and now this is a great Pinto? tip no, this Pinto? is a great tip for any UK listeners right now I, I, yesterday in Comet I got a 22-inch 1080p TV set for £61. Is that any courtesy, good? Courtesy, oh, yeah, no, it, it's, a, it's a proper top-spec TV, courtesy of the uh, Comet Fire Sale, which is ongoing in a very controlled way. So if you're, it's worth checking out Comet every now and again for a uh, discount-on-discount-on-discount TV set if your local store is actually a closing one. So I just think that. There you go. Anyway, for those people who are actually more interested in audio... <laughs> <laughs> audio stuff rather than our discussion of buying things yeah, the next story yeah, Sam you put this up here I'll let you take the lead is on Ardor 3 ok yep so Ardor 3 is not being released just yet but there is a definitive and well explained plan as to when it will be in terms of that being when stuff's ready yep it, it's posted by Paul who nice, we interviewed clear, about a year ago thank you yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm going for journalism of the year or something <laughs> um so there's different ways. Oh, thanks for that, Adam. I was like, I was talking. <laughs> okay, so first of all, so, today. <laughs> so so the bit that uh, the bit that we missed, Sam, that I think was very important is the fact that we did speak to Paul Davis in Show Thirty One, the audio podcast. So people should go can go to you know if they want to know more about the Ardol project, they can give a listen to Show Thirty One and find out. And we interview Paul all about the Ardol project, and we make our pet complaints about it. So th- this isn't a release. This isn't a release announcement. This is more a an announcement of the identification of the things that need to be resolved that would be part of our door three. That's it. They'd like to release it right now. They've done lots of good work and things are like on pause a lot, but they're waiting specifically for the automation curves to work properly and the import of 2.x sessions to be sufficiently functional. Is it a roadmap, effectively? Yes. That, uh, yes. It's a roadmap yes. for version three release. That's it. Yep. So once those two things are done, they will release it for Linux. At which point, they will also make a OS X beta available, and then other stuff will happen in due course or whatever. I'm sure. And um, Because yep. because Ardor is our favourite open source software, which is really awkward to work with, and especially install on your computer. Isn't I think that's our main. That's, that was our summary outcome of it last time we did it. Yeah. There we go. 
But on the side of that, and I wouldn't have mentioned this on its own, but seeing as I just posted or I was in the process of posting that story and I spot this one all, they have um, within Adolf 3, which you can now get as beta, I suppose, it seems to be the case. Um, I guess that's for Linux, though. They've implemented LTC, linear timecode and MIDI timecode sync, um, to a high uh, degree than ever before, so that you can now get um, zero latency repeating timecode and such like through Jack. Yeah, so I thought to... that LTC stood for long, longitudinal timecode. Is this the, the thing you used to sync up video? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's described as linear. Oh, maybe it's a different kind of time code. I'm sure there's a longitudinal time code as well. Also, maybe that's L L I T C. I I don't know. I'm getting mixed up with my uh, with my synchronization standards. Oh, standards at the audio podcast are slipping. Oh no. <laughs> so... This your time code will not. Slip. That's what they're saying. Your sync will stay tight. So moving from good for our door. So moving from Ardora, one end of a one end of the door spectrum. Um, did any of you guys see that Jam was released by Google? <laughs> That's what made a big loud noise in my ears when I clicked the link, and I didn't know where it was because it was opening in the background. And yes, anyway, hopefully we'll let it that bit out. Sometime. So um, Jam is a Google Chrome experiment, um, which means that it it doesn't even qualify for the beta sticker. It's kind of pre. You know, it's alpha. Pre, pre beta alpha. Well, no, it's not even alpha. It's experiment is is the phrase they use, isn't it? I see. Um, and it is a cloud based GarageBand esque app that allows you to play with your friends remotely and locally. Ooh. Woo. There's nineteen different instruments, and you can use them in either easy or pro mode. I thought that was nice. Wow. <laughs> okay, so I've got this open here in Chrome, and if I press Enter, is it going to like? Is my computer going to blow up? Or, or well, not? every time I tried to load it, it just crashed, actually. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I'd better be careful of doing that. Wow, so an online sequencer, or DAW, there's an interesting idea. Now, I wonder if Apple are going to try and make a, an online version of GarageBand. Hmm. Hmm. Probably not. I, I don't know if they've got the, the web infrastructure, the internet infrastructure, to do that. I think they're happy enough doing iCloud for the moment. You you could always ask Siri about that, but maybe have to wait a while for an answer. No, I can't. I don't have a device that has that. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. That's all right. I don't mind. I I, I can find stuff. So if you want to um if you want to play with Jam, then you need a up to date version of Chrome, and then you can go check it out online. The link is in the show notes at the audio podcast slash show slash seventy eight. And don't forget that you can enjoy the instruments in easy or pro mode. The pro mode should have been called hero mode. That would have been much better. I thought that, uh, when you said the other end of the door spectrum that you were going to talk about Master Tracks Pro. But uh, maybe we should move on and not talk about Master Tracks Pro. Well, okay, instead let's talk about Sound Forge Pro. Look at that. You've got to get the name right, Sam, because that was actually the bit that distracted me most about this entire article. Sound oh. Forge Pro Mac. Oh when yeah, I saw it, I Mac Pro. Mac. Yeah, I, I thought it, when I saw that, I, I wondered if it was supposed to say Mac Pro. Soundforge Pro Mac. That's the name. It's ridiculous. What a stupid name. And they've got and they've got um, capital letters at the beginning of the word Soundforge and Pro, and the word Mac is 
all in caps. So maybe it's Stoneforge Pro MAC. Oh, maybe. <laughs> as in Mac, as in the the codes that every single wired wired or wireless internet device has that differentiates it from every other one in the world. The MAC address. Yeah. <laughs> the, Mac, the MAC address. It it just makes no sense. Like, just call it some. Well, I, I guess it's because the feature set for the Mac version and the PC version is different, and hence they feel the need to provide some differentiation between them. Maybe the purpose Possibly. of this story, anyway. But the purpose of the the reason this is here is not just so I can complain about the name. Though I'm glad to have the opportunity to do that because I do enjoy it. Um, is actually because Designing Sound have done a full and complete review of Soundforge Pro Mac. And I thought people might be interested. If if you're reeling from the loss of Biospeak, then, you know, this might be of interest. You might want to go check it out. The review highlight in case... You should go check out the proper review, but I like to grab the highlights, so if you don't want to, you don't have to. The, the review highlight, perhaps one day Soundforge Pro Mac will catch up and be a viable tool in their workflow. Unfortunately... That day is not here yet. Mm. I wonder if that's slightly biased, not bias peak biased, but actually biased biased. I think it might have something to do with the um, screenshot of the um, crash report window with, with the <laughs> caption, I saw this box a lot during my review. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to sway readers one way or another, that's for sure. Oh, well, well there you go. But, you see, I think that's a valid comment, actually, because if you send out buggy software, then you've got to figure that people are going to review it and then remark on it being buggy. So that's all there is to it. You can't, that's not a, you know, it's a valid reason, isn't it? If, if you yeah. were to review a piece, you know, we've reviewed software on the audio podcast, and if it was, and listeners, you can be certain that if it crashed and made a mess of things, we would let you know. If it, Even if it crashed just once, we'd probably mention it, because that's a... You know, in in an audio from an audio point of view, that's a really important thing to to not to not happen. You don't want your audio to crash. You don't want it to break. You don't want those kind of problems to happen. Well, so. Scott, let me just uh, let me ask everyone this question. So, uh, Sam Samforge Pro Mac Four Mac Pro um, <laughs> doesn't seem to be quite there yet. So, which audio editor would you recommend for the listeners? Oh, wowzers. I'm going to put my hand up straight away and say it's a nice simple package. You might not be able to do everything with it, but I'm going to put my hand up and say Twisted Wave, which you can get on the Mac App Store. Okay. I've mentioned that before, and I've not checked it out, but yeah, I just use Audacity. I just, Sometimes, if I need to do more digital audio work, stuff, sometimes I'll use Cubase because I have Cubase Artist or whatever, the one that came with a piece of hardware I brought is, and if I need to do something more involved, like I'm fast in there. Whereas if I'm just doing simple stuff, Audacity is, you know, nine times out of ten what I'll use. I also, um, I, I use Audacity a lot. And the reason I use Audacity a lot is because of the fact that I can move it between my Macs and my Linux boxes, my Linux computers. I can I can do an install, do some work, shift it onto one of the other boxes and go somewhere else and work with it there. And I don't have to, you know, it's one of the it's one of the only applications that allows me to work on both platforms, and I I work on Linux as much as I work on Mac now. It's that's that's part of the kind of process I'm involved in. So there you go. So that's two votes for Audacity, one vote for Twisted Wave. But remember, there are plenty of audio editors out there. Why not let us know here at the Audio Podcast what your your preferred choice is? You can actually 
Catch the Audio Podcast on Twitter. The Audio Podcast is the name of the at thingy mobob. Um, you can catch us on Google Plus, and uh, you can also go to the show notes. And there's probably like an email link or something. Does yeah. Does the Audio Podcast have an email link, Scott and Sam? We we do, but it's much better to send us it via Twitter. Well, yeah, I, I like Twitter. I like Twitter. I do too. Uh, so I've done the. This is where you can find all of the um, audio podcast uh, on the Greater Internet Malarkey. So we can go on to the next item now. Well, you know what the Which next item been... is. Um, well, what it would have been if not I had added that um, draft that you said about. <laughs> but we can skip that. I know it would have been a beautiful link. We'll go back and like let's pretend that this didn't happen. But I will mention it because it is there in the show notes now. Which we are Audio Develop Challenge 2012. So it's the fourth one of these competitions that KVR have launched, and voting is now open. And there's a whole load of apps that people have made, and some some of them are plugins, some of them are soundware, um, most of them are Windows, some of them are Mac, and yeah, you can for which you think is the best, and you can also donate to the prize fund. Cool. So there you go, lots of free audio software to try out, all of which want you to vote for them. So, moving into our incredibly creatively named other section, it's time for This Week on Twitter. Okay. So, in the last 40 minutes, it's going to be a long show. Since I loaded the page, there have been 18, no, 8, only 8 new tweets on the Twitter feed. I loaded the window, and look at what they are. Um, So, this is the moment where we go down the audio podcast Twitter feed and just remark blindly on things that are of interest to us there. So if you want to ever, you know, sneak your way onto the show in some capacity, this is the easiest way to do it. You just throw something at us and we're almost certainly looking at it. Have I tweeted anything good? Well, I haven't found it yet. We start it (laughs) now and go back in and probably get bored at about 12 hours ago or something, you know. (laughs) So uh, Alan and Heath... Um, have uh, more details about their GLD digital mixing system. Woo! Yay! Yay! There's a clunk. There's a crunk baseline tutorial. Apparently, that's fantastic. Yeah, that. The the Crash Ensemble reminds for those people who are localized around the Huddersfield area where you used to live that the HCMF starts this week. Uh... Oh, I I graduate <laughs> this week. Yay. Yay! That's not actually on a tweet. I just. Uh... It happens at graduation at Huddersfield, happens just before HMF starts. Cool. Uh, Gokul, I guess, um, at, at Gokul ABHI, uh, was actually at the producers' conference. Yay. Was oh, no, that the no. one that you mentioned at the beginning of the show? Yes. He didn't sit through the conference, he sat through the video of the oh. conference. That's fantastic. Well, in, in the time that we've been on there, that's amazing. Well, he, he's tweeted the fact that he has done that. I've retweeted it because you know that's what we do. That's what we do. What else? How are we doing here? I, I didn't manage this to to me. Um, no one in particular. Oh yeah, yeah. That's related <laughs> to a, a, a Twitter tweet that I uh, tweet. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, here, how about this? Is a neat trick. Uh, from PureMix, uh, PureMix Online, a, neat, uh, a Pro Tools tip if you need to clean your Tom tracks. I like that. So, oh, that is a really neat trick, actually. I'm not going to say what it is. I'm just going to retweet it. Oh, it's not... oh. 
There we go. Oh, that that's only an hour past. I'm going really fast enough. <laughs> it's been a whole week since the last audio podcast. I know, well, but we can't do it all. Maybe like you should we... have a look at the feed during the week, and you know. Well, this started as a ones. Tuesday on Twitter or something was the first time because. <laughs> Tuesday on Twitter. <laughs> on Twitter on Tuesday or something. I don't know what it was. So, Cycling is... seventy four are are tweeting a link which is about um, a MIDI and OSC mapper. That's uh, something that's really relevant to a project that I'm currently working on. So I, I used Max a bit last week as well. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Pre are happy that Music Radar have described Studio One as becoming their weapon of choice for remixes. Ah, Wasn't like that oh, that's the name of a Fatboy Slim tune, is it not? With Christopher Walken in the video. Oh, that's a good video. Yeah, yeah that's a good video. Uh, Ableton, as we were talking about live earlier on, Ableton are linking to or uh, are re- retweeting a link to a custom uh, Ableton live pack. So that's pretty cool. Sweet. That's cool. Hey, I think I just got a remark. The internet holds its breath. Oh, it? Adam Staff. Yeah, we, we've had a quick... I'm, I'm going to read it. Why not? we got it here. Um, Adam Staff has joined in. He would uh, suggest to us that for a, a quick edit, um, Audition opens opens and runs really fast, but for some more in-depth stuff, then mo- the modes and shortcuts of Pro Tools win. Thank you very much, Adam. I was, I was wondering whether Audition might get mentioned, because I think it's come on quite a bit since it was reintroduced on the Mac platform, or introduced on the Mac platform. I, I actually really like Audition. I always have done. I think it's... I, I think it's pretty pretty usable actually, um, usable easy. Yeah, I've always liked it actually, and it converts from anything to anything pretty much. You can just drag a bit of audio onto it and drop it there, and it'll just it'll just convert it in the background to whatever it needs to be. I thought that was cool. I've and the it. comment about using um, the modes and shortcuts of Pro Tools. I mean, Pro Tools have got good shortcuts for everything, but it's the same as my comment of you know when you want to do something more involved, then you need the thing that you know the best. In terms yeah. of that. So for me, that's Cubase because of all the shortcuts and whatnot. Yeah. Fantastic. Now, now before we move on to the final section of the show, can can I just add something to other, which is a feature request okay. for the notes on the website? Can, can you make it so it automatically updates? What do you mean? <laughs> because every week we have the same problem. Which is that somebody doesn't somewhere. Yeah. doesn't doesn't update the notes after they've been edited because they get edited the most just before the show starts. So if they could be automatically updated uh, using probably Ajax or something like that, that would be that would be sorted. Adam, that is uh, unlikely to ever happen until a new version of the site appears. Uh, but thank you very much for your request. So remember your Apple R or I don't know what it is for Windows. Control R? Control R to refresh your your Windows. Now, F5, is it time F5 on Windows? Is it F5? Is it time it for the last the last section of the show? It it is it is time for a single item of plunder. Arr. 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 Fantastic. Which single item? There's two here. Yeah, so Sam, you may choose one of them and the other one I'm pushing back to next week because we've had a fairly long show. Okay, we'll go first one, which is the Rode Sound Booth, which is a fairly... It's very interesting looking. I had a look around, so Rode have a 
multi-clicks thing where you select what mic what type of thing you're doing, what microphone, and you get to hear the same bit of audio recorded through different microphones. If that makes sense. Yippee. Yeah, it's it, it's actually pretty cool. I thought it worked really well. I liked it as a I think I was having memory issues when I did it. It was going slow. It wasn't really. No. The only road mics, though, that um, yes are on it. Not surprisingly, road are only demonstrating their own mic. Well, just asking because, of course, there are lots of other mics out there that people would want to listen to, and maybe they're maybe they're thinking more uh, wide. Yes, I know it's it's a silly question, but uh, there you go. That would be a fantastic website if there was a website which had, you know, that kind of thing like that. But alas, it does not exist. This is the Rode sound booth featuring only Rode microphones. We could make that. We could we make could that site. Yeah, why not? The yeah, let's we could have the the audio podcast sound microphone recording library. So what we do is we ask all the microphone manufacturers to send us all their, like what examples of all their microphones and then we then we go from there is that how it works no no better better <laughs> idea we could ask all our listeners who have microphones to record something for us no no you can't do it that way Why not? well it has to be yeah you have to do it like a scientific experiment so you'd have to ask the manufacturers manufacturers if you could borrow a microphone of each of their microphones and then or borrow microphones from people who have those microphones and do it all in a set scientific system otherwise in the same no room and stuff like that you know yeah they could all do it in their bedrooms that's in the same room uh, on a on a higher conceptual level yes Anyway, I think the listeners are smart enough to realise the problem with not doing it in the same setting. Fair enough. Fair enough, Adam. Fair enough. Uh, it's a good idea, anyway. It's always something to do for a weekend, isn't it? Yeah, why not? So it's a nice little project. <laughs> what, yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Excellent stuff. Well, I feel we've made it to the end of the plunder, which means we have made it, alas, to the end of this week's The Audio Podcast. No! Show number 78. No! RPM and CTL. Adam is barely able... Sorry, Adam Yanch is barely able to console himself with the emotions. Let's talk for another five minutes about anything. No. Samuel Freeman. Samuel Freeman is great. Uh, is is here. I, I didn't. I wasn't sure what to say. You're wearing some lovely <laughs> headphones. I like the way they're white, like my headphones. That's cool. Yeah, I always. We we both always wear these headphones, and yet I have. This. I think it's because I'm behind, sitting in front of something brown. They show up more today. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, have we played uh, Guess Where Sam Is? The 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 Sam background <laughs> challenge today. That's what we can do now. Yeah, where's where's Sam this week? And <laughs> this this week I'm in Warrington. I'm in a different house in Warrington. I've been in Warrington before, but I'm in a different place today. Uh, so you're not in a, a in a random utility box somewhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I'm not squatting in the university library or anything like I have done in the oh, past. I miss those. Substation. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody who's managed to make it this far at the end of the show, I've been Scott here. The audience <laughs> will be back next Monday, and uh, we'll see you then. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.